0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds. Great to be with you on this Thursday. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3, the fan. Joining me as he does weekly is two time Stanley Cup winner, one of your favorite Dallas stars. He's Craig Ludwig. My man, how are you?
1: I am good, Gavin Spittle. How are you doing today?
0: <laughs> I am on vacation, but came in to bring you Spits and Suds.
1: So you're you're in a good mood because it sounds it must be payday.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just my parents are in town for Easter, so I thought it was uh, you know, I told them, I said, I break away. Someone special joins me every week. He's one of my best buds. They're like, Who's your best bud? And I'm like, His name's Craig. Oh. They're like, Are we gonna meet Craig? And I'm like, Ah, he's so busy. Probably wouldn't. You know. Who who asked if you were gonna meet Craig? My parents. They like to know who my friends are. That's because they're concerned you don't have (laughs) them. Oh, man. So, but it's uh, good to talk to you again, my friend. Uh, These current NHL standings are crazy. I think, you know, what the NHL wanted, they've certainly received this year as these races are so tight. It's so much fun to see. Seattle could clinch their first playoff spot, which I think is awesome in their second year. Similar to what happened in Vegas, it's cool that these franchises get off to these quick starts. Awesome to build a fan base uh, in your town. But as we stand right now, Colorado technically is in first. But you essentially have the top three at 98 points, but Colorado does have that game in hand. So NHL loves it when it comes down to the wire, Craig. It's down to the wire
1: yeah uh it's it's exciting it keeps everybody dialed in i mean i think if you're a boston bruins fan you may have checked out a couple of weeks ago um not from the standpoint of checking out of your your team but they they have been locked into the president's trophy as of last week and um the good news for the bruins are they're able to rest some of their veterans you know guys you know, Bergeron, Krejci, they're giving those guys some time off. And <clears throat> that's the only downside I would say with being in these kind of races is that, you know, it's obviously so important to finish. Is, you, you want whole mice. First off, you'd love to, have, the whole mice throughout the playoffs is gone. So that, that, you're not playing for that anymore. Bruins have locked that up probably yeah. about a month and a half ago. But, um, <clears throat> but you definitely want, you want whole mice. I mean, yeah, you know, I think there's always a conversation about, doesn't really matter that much. And in my opinion, you come into an important game and especially game seven, I think you'd rather be in front of your fans and than their fans. And so, um, you know, so it, it's going to be tough for these teams to be able to rest anybody. You know, they're going to, they're going to play right down to the wire. Tonight's a big night. I mean, it's uh, you know, all three of the, the teams Colorado, Dallas, and many, they all play Colorado. I believe has San Jose and Dallas has got a Philly team that's scrappy. And, Uh, You know, many is playing tonight, too. And I think uh, that's a you you watch these couple teams in Minnesota could be in tough tonight. And I I think that Colorado is going to probably be. Be okay. you know, playing San Jose, San Jose is still trying to they're they're in the sweepstakes yet. But but that Pittsburgh team that Minnesota has to play tonight. They're sitting on the bubble. Yep. And there's a lot of negative stuff flying around about that team. And I just believe that they're their top three guys in Pittsburgh have a ton of pride. And, and they may get a Minnesota may get a tough game in Pittsburgh tonight. So, you know, if, if Dallas takes care of their business, and I, I would expect, you know, at, at least maybe that gives you not a ton of breathing room as we know. But um, so all three games have something on the line, but You know, it's funny, like you look at, I always look at the strength of schedule and Colorado still has to play Edmonton and LA, two teams that are probably playing the best that they've played all year this year and probably the best they've been playing in the last couple of years. Uh, Dallas has got a game with Vegas yet. Minnesota is the one that probably has the lighter. Uh, They don't really have anybody besides the Winnipeg Jets um that is currently in a playoff spot so you know dallas has just got to take care of business they've got they've got five games left of some some opponents in my opinion they can they can beat although they're the teams that they're playing you know that they end up with st louis and back-to-back games and i think that's always been a always been a competitive game regardless of where these two teams are so we'll see how this thing plays out and then, and then they got five games in eight days yeah you know so it's not like it's a real easy schedule either
0: a lot of talk about uh, Kaprizov, who's skating once again for the Wild, and they're saying he might come back as early as Saturday. So, um, probably get some games under his belt before the playoffs. Of those three teams, Craig, I, I mean, you got to play who you got to play, but I think I'd rather see Minnesota than Colorado at this point.
1: Man, I don't know. I, I just, I look at that Minnesota team the things and the games and the teams that they've overcome in the last two months and everything that they've done, they've done without Kaprizov. Mm -hmm. And I think what they, with Kaprizov being out of the lineup for this length of time, and all of a sudden that team has found goal scoring throughout their lineup you look at bringing him back in and, and they're not going to play him in back-to-back games. They're going to probably get him in a couple of games, get his, you know, get his timing and things back like that. Um, you, this is like, this is like a, sometimes I think these things can turn out to like blockbuster trade line deals. You know, you're, you've been out with your, been, been out with your, your best player has been out of the lineup and your team has been, done nothing but win. And, and now where it seemed to be this year as the wild went, they were all waiting for Kirill to score. And he did. He seemed to score every game and they were watching Kirill. Now they've learned to play without him. And now I would, I would assume having guys like Billy Guerin, Dean Evanson, um, and guys like that in, in coaching and management, they're having conversations with those players and saying, listen, you know, we know we're getting this guy back. It'd be very similar in Dallas in our day if it was Mike Badano that was out of the lineup, or Sergei Zubov, mm-hmm. or Joe Lindike, and you, you're winning without him, and it would be very easy to kind of sit back and say, okay, here he comes. Now we're going to be good. Well, I think if you're coming back into the lineup, it's probably the best time to come back is just before the playoffs, with the exception of timing and things like that for Kaprizov. I, and the reason I say that is it's a completely different set of circumstances when you get to the playoffs. It's like you're starting all over again. I mean, if they would have played the first 30 games without him and then all of a sudden he comes back in the middle of the season and that can kind of fade away. And, and I just think coming back into the playoffs, knowing what they've done, the way this team is built, they're built for the playoffs. I mean, Billy Garen went out with a purpose um, and he's done a hell of a job and, you know regarding their salary cap problems. And he knows he's going to have problems for the next couple years when most of the league has been going to be playing with a, I don't know, 85, 86 million dollar cap. And he's going to be playing around with a 70 million dollar cap, but he's added toughness. Um, he's got a bunch of guys scoring. He's got flurry back on track. They've got a, another goaltender in Gustafson that just seems to be uh, on fire. And so his goaltending is strong uh matt dumba who's been in and out of the lineup but as of a couple months ago is is playing really well on the back end i think they've got a good group of defensemen and they got guys scoring yep. so i you know i don't know who who colorado is going to have back in their lineup i think landis um, you know, comes back i don't think landis Gog, it sounds like their captain may not be back but regardless, they're still a tough team. Yeah. I mean they've got some some serious weapons there. So, it, but but again, I don't know about their goaltending. But they were able to overcome their goaltending only because they, you know, they were all in the lineup and they were all scoring last year to win a Stanley Cup. So, um, you know, uh, to me, to me, the best rounded team that uh, as an opponent is Minnesota. That's who I think their best. I would, and and we never pick teams who we want to play. I just think you're better off. If you can avoid them, i don't I don't know. I guess you pick your poison if it's Colorado or Minnesota. It's really out of your control. Um you know, you got to worry about who you're going to play in the first round and and you know, and sometimes that you just take care of business so. yeah,
0: yeah. well, if Colorado can get Landiscog back, if they can get Josh Manson back, who provides that you know, physical uh, on the blue line. He's really good. I love his veteran presence. Um, So, yeah, and we forget about Minnesota. They traded for Gustav Nyquist as well. So um, that's another scoring punch coming back into the Minnesota lineup. And uh, he looks to be returning for the playoffs. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a pick-your-poison kind of situation. And maybe they're looking at the Stars this way, too. I, I give the Stars credit because you talked about the L.A. Kings and Oilers, how they're playing some of their best hockey um and you had mentioned how the wild have a tough test tonight with Pittsburgh fighting to make the playoffs well Nashville was basically you know needed to win uh earlier this week and the stars really shut them down i thought it was one of the better games that the stars have played in a long time i just thought they controlled the play throughout it was great to see wedgewood you know back with confidence um gives ottinger that rest i like to see it so You know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, because you have a perspective that uh, not many people do, is that Jason Robertson went over 100 points. So the perspective Craig has is uh, the Minnesota North Stars, Dallas Stars connection. And it was pointed out by a lot of people that he's the first Dallas Stars player. And I could appreciate that. And I'm glad the fan base is embracing that. But when I looked at those other four players, And I have first-person experience as well, and bear with me as I tell you a quick story. When I moved down to Houston, the Houston Texans were there, major presence in town. Obviously, the Oilers had moved to Nashville and became the Titans. So one of the things that I found was, when I moved to Houston, was that the Oilers didn't have a home. Houston's trying to build their own identity, just like the Dallas Stars are trying to build their own identity. And... You had a situation where Dan Pastorini is Robert Brazil. All these great Houston Oilers legends really didn't have a home. So I say that to say you have four really good Minnesota North Stars that I also think need to get their due. And I appreciate that they said Dallas Stars, and maybe I'm looking into this too much. Maybe I'm too old school, but I wanted to get your thoughts. I just don't like when... Players don't have a home necessarily for all that they've put into the game.
1: Well, the first thing I look at is I understand the people here in Dallas when they're talking about Robertson. I mean, we got to be honest. Most of the fans, or a lot of the fans, don't remember the Minnesota North.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: You know, so... Um, and, and it's on the other side of the coin, the people in Minnesota are trying to forget about the Dallas stars. Yep. You know, they're still, they're still pissed off. And and I would be too, I suppose if I, if that, if I were ever a loyal sports fan, of my home team, but yeah, I, but again, it's, it, it, everything's a new era. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's however you believe in, you know, your team, but, but I just think that the page has been turned as far as Dallas goes. This is the Dallas stars. This is what, um, even when we came here, I, I, it just seemed like it was all new I, I that, you know, and again, when we came to Texas, the majority of people, except for the transplants, didn't even know who the hell the Minnesota North Stars were, right. They didn't know who we were. So I, I think they've always adopted this as being, this is their team being the Dallas stars. And so you're the only one that's probably having a hard time moving on. Well, it's probably for you.
0: Well, I mean. But there are players like you, and one specifically that I want to point out that was part of Dallas Stars' history is Neil Broughton. and I think he's just a forgotten man in this town. And isn't he called Mister Minnesota? Is that what they call him, Luds?
1: Yeah, yeah. But but wait now. So so is Mike Madonna a forgotten man?
0: Uh, yes, in some circles. And we'll have Madonna yeah. on later. Madonna- yeah. Well, the
1: circles we can throw a couple of them circles away. No, but, I, I, but I, but I, <clears throat> listen, but I'm saying Mo played here for uh, what? Ten, how many years was Mike here? 10 years.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, he's more of a Dallas. Different. He's more of a Dallas star than he was a Minnesota yes. North star. Yeah.
1: And you know. so Neil Broughton is more of a Minnesota North star. He was only here for what? A year and a half. Right. Years, he was
0: captain for a few months. And
1: yeah, that's my point. So he had a cup of coffee here. I, you know, it, it's like guys that get traded and, and and you're there for a half a year and you get moved on, or you're there for a year and you move on. I I don't think you're I don't think you're endeared into the, the home. It's it's like does Neil Broughton, if Neil Broughton came back here and I couldn't even tell you, like Neil went to Jersey and, and won a Stanley Cup yes. there. Yes. But but when did Neil what did Neil deserve to have what they call the the videos? And I don't even know if he did. Maybe he did have one. I, I don't know. I don't remember if he did. I don't did. know if they
0: had videos did, back then, did they, Lance?
1: I, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, should that guy, should a player like that have a video if he only played in a, in a town for two years? I, I just, I just think that it, it makes sense to me that, you know, that there, I, I get it. You, you know, you want to, you want to acknowledge that, but again, for me, not, not so much.
0: You know, one of these days, you're going to agree with me on something. Uh, no, probably not. I do yeah. everything
1: I in in my power not to.
0: Here I was thinking I'd bring up Mr. Minnesota. I think about. Well,
1: listen, I love Bratz.
0: Yeah. Trust me,
1: brought Neil Broughton is one of the nicest guys to ever play this game. I, and he's, he's, I mean, and Neil's one of those guys. See, Mike and Neil are are very, very similar in the way that their their careers were were changed. I mean, Bratzy, like you said, Bratzy was a point guy came in, put up a lot of points in Minnesota, in walks through the door, Bob Gainey, And the same thing with Mike Bernano when he was in Minnesota, Bob Gainey walked through the door and then the process began. And, and Bob had a conversation with Neil Broughton and said, listen, if you want to continue to play in this game and you want to play for as long as you possibly can, you're going to have to change your game a little bit because you're not going to continue to put up 30 goals and 100 points or whatever the numbers were for Neil you're going to have to become a two-way player. You're going to have to buy into the Montreal, I'll use that, uh, the Montreal kind of game where where you have to play at both ends of the rink. And it, and it allowed Neil to obviously stick around the game, be be as valuable, maybe not as much as putting points up, but there's a reason Jersey wanted him because of the the transformation that Neil made, yeah. that he could be a two-way center. Mike Badano comes in and, and Mike wasn't happy about it. He wasn't happy that his game was getting pulled back, especially in a couple contract years and you know Mike Mohad, and I only know this because we did a podcast with him and and you know he he talked about it he's like Jesus you know I got I did a one-year deal and a one-year deal and here I'm supposed to be you know turning into a defensive guy and at the end of the day he was like but then he said the light bulb went off all of a sudden the way that that he was supposed to play and stabbing instead of having to to wait for the puck you went and got the puck and now he had the puck a lot more than he normally did so, you know, that that, that that's the way I, I look at those kind of things. And, you know, so but Bratzi, you know, Olympic gold medal, the 1980 yes. team you know, and, you know, and USA a Hockey
0: lot. Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, again, he, he he is Mr. Mr. North. I mean, yes, he is. He's Mr. Minnesota, Mr. North Star, whatever you want to call him. But but if you're going to ask him he's going to be remembered as a Minnesota North star. If you're going to ask Eddie Belfort, what's Eddie El- Belfort going to tell you? Chicago. I know it. I've already asked him, so I know. But what do you think he's going to be remembered as? Chicago. Yep. And, and that's what those guys are. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I, and I understand. And that's why I, I like having this conversation with you. Um, I know you don't talk about it. I, I like to talk about it. I like to be loud and proud about your teams, how they created hockey in Dallas-Fort Worth, and those cup runs created the excitement, just like what's happening in Seattle. It's nice to have an expansion team, but when that team makes the playoffs, that brings in so many more fans, and that's why I'm excited for that town. That's why I was excited for Vegas, and that's why I was excited about what you guys did, and I think that we should look back more often. I understand the current, but, I mean, I think you can prop up your current players. I love Jason Robertson. I, I love what he's all about. I love his demeanor on and off the ice. I love his puck presence. I love how he knows where to be. I love that he actually you know plays a two-way game um, as well and has made some big defensive plays. Uh, so I, I like all those aspects about Jason Robertson. I just don't want Stars fans to forget about the past when you go to a game, look at those numbers up there and easier than ever, do a Google search and learn about Neil Broughton, you know, learn so, about Michael so Dodd.
1: Do a Google search. It's not, don't forget about the past, but then you say, do a Google search. Well, yeah, because you can, because you can learn about, about the history. The <laughs> you learn about the history. <laughs> But you can't say, don't forget about the past if you don't even know it. So it doesn't bother him. Well, I'm just saying. I, no, I understand.
0: I, listen, but I, when I see Neil Broughton up there, I think of one of the greatest moments as a hockey fan in my life, as a little kid sitting there screaming at the television that we just beat the big Russians.
1: And he was a Minnesota North Star
0: then. And I, <laughs> I well, that was prior to the a <laughs> North saying. Star. I, I, I can appreciate that. Listen, maybe it's just for me to get this off my chest. Maybe yeah, no maybe one else just cares. Cut
1: up. This is a weekly thing with you. They never make any sense, but it just it's your thing, so keep going.
0: So, Jason Robertson.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Quit living in the past. All right. Uh, enjoy I- Robo. Enjoy hints. Enjoy <laughs> Haskinen. Celebrate Pavelski being right. able to do the things that he does at 30 plus years, what is he, 35, 36, and, somewhere and, in there? And
0: on that note, as a former player, how much skill does that take in practice to stake to get that? Does it take to put that stick at that perfect angle so that it hits like it does off of Pavelski's stick and goes top shelf?
1: He does it. He's been doing it every single practice for over 15 years. He does the same thing before every practice starts, during practice and after practice. It's a, it's a, it's memory reflex or whatever they call that. I mean, Joel just, that's what Joe does. And, you know, for years he's been, he's been labeled as the best tip tip guy in the league. And, and so, you know, it's, it's just probably, it's probably similar when you watch Hint skate, when you watch Robertson shoot a puck, when you watch Muriel Haskin and, blow by three people it's just what they do it's it's what they've worked on their entire careers and and for for joe again he he's been known that that's been that's been his his thing is his hand-eye coordination and and it goes back to me all the time Uh, again i'm never going to win the argument but i i just think that over the years we have turned Uh, a lot of these players and one sport athletes and I think there's something to and again they have their skating instructors and and they have no issues being on the ice you know 10 months a year even at you know 14 15 16 years old but I just think there's something to being able to be a, a more than a one sport athlete I just think there's things that the hand-eye coordination of golf and baseball and what comes into play with football, you know, and 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 all that kind of stuff. And I think it all translates and it helps you in the course of a game. And for for Joe, I mean, I I'm I don't know, and and I will eventually ask Joe, I mean, did he play baseball growing up? I mean, that's what Mo did. I mean, Mo, Mo played baseball as a young kid, and and he'll tell you how the hand-eye coordination helped him. And I would have to believe that that Joe Pavelski, you know, as a kid growing up played other sports. But, um, but again, it's, you know, the, there's a, there's a phrase that says practice makes perfect. And that's not true. Perfect practice makes perfect. And and when you're a player and, and a guy like Joe Pavelski that works every single day and that, and I'm, I'm not even talking about, you know, practices because what you do in practice is what you're going to do in a game. And and that's what that's where Joe gets it right there, and he's put all the work in, and and it, and it continues to pay off for him.
0: Just like I wondered if Sidney Crosby wondered if he knew what he had when he was living with Lemieux. Do you think Wyatt Johnston knows what he's learning by spending as much time as he does with Joe Pavelski?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think you put the credit on the general managers and ownership and things like that for for those kind of moves. I, I think when Jim Neal. Um, whether there was a a talk about it or, Hey, this is where you're going to live. First off, it, it it takes, it takes a a special kind of player slash person um, to bring another player into your home, a young kid into your home as, as an older guy. And just say, because it, the same thing happened with a couple other, you know, there's just not two guys in the league that have done this, you know? So, there's other players that have moved in with other, you know, had had younger players and, and generally you're doing that with a young player because you know, or you hope what that player is going to turn into that player has the skill and, and everything about the hockey, but you do those kind of things to be able to learn everything else about the game besides just the skating. And and the shooting and there's uh, how do you take care of yourself off the ice? What do you do on off days and the extra time that you put, can? You imagine the conversations that that Wyatt and Joel and can have, um, you know? Because again, as young kids, you know, all these players, the majority of all these players, they they grew up in you know, and, and they have billets, and the, the billets are just called the families. And so, and when I'm I'm talking about junior hockey but they're going into small towns, small communities. And, you know, they're going, like my hometown, you're going in someplace of 1200 people and you're going to go live with a the family. They, they happen to have maybe a, uh, they probably don't even have a kid that plays on the same team, um, but they will have some younger kids or maybe somebody that's a couple of years younger. And so you, you basically leave the rules of your house and you, and you go in and move with, you know, another family and you live by the rules of their home. But now in, in Wyatt's uh, instance, that he goes in and he's playing with one of the best players to play in this game. And when when Crosby did it with Mario, um, why wouldn't these guys listen to what's being said? It's like going to school every day. It's like going to a hockey academy every single day. And, you know, and again, so does that mean that you know now Wyatt at the end of this year will will move out and be on his own and i'm sure that's a conversation you know that jim will have with them and or, and and i would think one year is probably enough but but who knows but the the dividends they 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 all pay off i mean and you can see what's what's happened here with wyatt would would wyatt be doing the things that he's doing this year possibly but when it comes to the rest of the game and that means more importantly away from the rink how he takes care of himself, Uh, what do you do on off days, what do you do on game days, and he's sitting there watching and living with the guy that, you know, has been doing it for a long time and having results and having great results for a long time.